there's a lot of privacy changes that are happening in this uh, current environment. And those are not just happening in vacuum, they're happening because customers are demanding that. So how do you balance personalization that a customer wants, but at the same time, respect the privacy and respect um, the consent that they give us by using their data? The B2B Marketing Exchange brings together B2B marketing and sales practitioners from across the country to get the latest tools and tips they need to succeed. Now, we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. I'm Claudia Tarico, And I'm Kelly Lindenow. And this is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the B2B MX Podcast. We are, believe it or not, halfway through season eight, and we're starting to really kick things into high gear for the upcoming B2B sales and marketing exchange. That's right. We have been so busy putting together a killer agenda for the event that's actually coming up in just a few weeks in Boston. If you haven't checked out the agenda or registered yet, make sure to avoid the FOMO and head over to the website to save your seat for the hottest event of the summer. Yeah, and while we're at it, I also want to let you all know that nominations for our B2B Innovator Awards are still open. These awards spotlight the greatest marketers in the business in various categories, so we'll actually include the link to the nomination form in our show notes, because winners will be announced during a very special award ceremony at B2B SMX in Boston. Anyway, let's move on to the speakers of the hour. This week, we're going back to Scottsdale to replay one of the hottest sessions from B2BMX. And I'm talking standing room only, awesome speakers, and incredible insights into Salesforce's global state of marketing report. Yeah, it is safe to say that this session was definitely one of the most popular breakouts at B2BMX. And for good reason. Niha Shah of Salesforce was joined by Alexis Skipper and Mia Mead of Southwest Airlines to discuss the top challenges and trends B2B marketers faced in 2022. And the panel also shared some strategies to overcome them in 2023 and beyond. Plus, the folks over at Southwest Airlines shared their tips and best practices on how they are leveraging marketing automation to put these strategies into action. So without further ado, let's roll that tape in three, two, one. One. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone, and uh, thank you for joining us here today for our session, how, B2B, uh, how 2022's marketing trends are shaping what we all, everyone in this room, should be thinking about 2023 when it comes to marketing strategies. But before I begin, I want to share that we may be talking about some forward-looking trends and products in this session. So please, please make your purchasing decision based on the products and services that are currently available. I also want to introduce ourselves. So I'm Neha Shah, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Salesforce. I focus my time on marketing cloud account engagement, formerly known as Pardot, and all things B2B marketing. And talking about B2B marketing, I'm super excited to be joined here today by Alexa Skipper and Mia Mead, who are part of Southwest business team. Alexis leads their product delivery consultant, and Mia is the senior go-to-market initiatives consultant. So welcome, Alexis and Mia, and thank you for joining us today. dive into how Southwest is managing their marketing initiatives in this overall tough environment, I wanted to take some time and talk about what are we seeing across different marketing organizations here at Salesforce. 
just a quick show of hands. Is anyone in this room, how many of you are familiar with our state of marketing research report? Oh, wow, I see quite a few hands up. So uh, this is our flagship first party research report that we do. We've been doing it for eight years in a row. And what this report does is we interview, we do blind, double-blinded survey uh, for marketers across the world. Some of them are Salesforce customers, but a lot of them are not. So it is truly representative across the entire marketing industry. This year, over 6,000 marketers participated in the survey. We had representation from across 35 countries, six continents, 18 different industries, and marketers across all the different job titles from CMO to practitioners. What is really interesting about this report is it has both B2B and B2C perspective. So we all know that there is conversions happening in B2B and B2C. B2C marketers are taking inspiration from B2B marketers and they wanna build those long-lasting relationships with their customers. And B2B marketers are taking inspiration from B2C and leveraging some of the newer channels to reach out to their customers. And that's why it's very important to, that we have Southwest here because Southwest business is a B2B organization within the broader B2C Southwest brand. What is also interesting about this report is, as I mentioned, that over 30 uh, marketers from 35 countries participated, so it's truly global. So folks in the room who have global distributed teams, this is a very relevant report. And what it does is the key highlights from this report are, it highlights challenges and trends that we are seeing in the marketing industry, but it also gives us a lot of benchmarks that we as a marketer should be thinking about to, in order to be successful in next few years. So one question that we like to ask marketers is, what are the top challenges that they are facing right now, right? We know the world of marketing is always changing and it's always tough, but like, what are the current challenges that marketers are facing? The top one that they mentioned was ineffective use of marketing tools and technologies. And I think this is something that all of us who are in B2B marketing are very familiar with, right? We have more and more tools that we are using, but there is still a lot of inefficiencies. There's still data silos that we have between our teams and sales teams or across organization. So that was highlighted as a top challenge. The second challenge that they talked about was measuring marketing ROI and attribution. Again, I think marketers are measuring a whole lot more. We have more data, more tools that we are using to measure, but it is still harder to drive the ROI and attribution. And we'll talk about that, how Southwest is doing and what are some of the best practices that we are seeing at Salesforce. And the third one, which I think is the most important one, is balancing personalization with customers' comfort levels. So we know that in this digital first world, there is a lot of touch points that we reach out to our customers, and our customers are giving information about themselves through these various campaigns, various touch points. And what do they expect in, um, by giving that information? They expect connected journey across all their touch points, right? And they're just not thinking from digital or marketing initiatives. They're thinking when they talk to your salesperson on your company or a service person, they should know what the customer is asking for. So that's their expectation. However, at the same time, we see like there's a lot of privacy changes that are happening in this uh, current environment. And those are not just happening in vacuum. They're happening because customers are demanding that. So how how do you balance personalization that a customer wants, but at the same time, respect the privacy and respect um, the consent that they give us by using their data? 
So these are tough challenges, right? Do you guys, quick show of hands, does that resonate? Uh, would you think those are the top three challenges you guys are facing in your organization? Yes, I see a lot of nods. So how are we going to overcome these challenges? Well, luckily for us, we have Alexis and Mia from Southwest team who will share how they are tackling this at um, Southwest. I'll pass it on to you, Alexis. Great. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. We're so happy to be here. Um, so if we progress to the next slide, you will see, as Neha mentioned, we are a B2B function within a legacy brand. As you all know, hopefully you flew Southwest in to Phoenix this week. Uh <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> um, but as, as Neha mentioned, we are a B2B function within a legacy brand. So we call ourselves a startup within a business. Um, and during my time at Southwest, I have found that our brand platform really anchors us to what's important. Um, and we encourage you guys to find a brand platform mission, vision, and purpose that really um, speaks to your brand as well because it helps to anchor us and leads us back to our true north and what's important. So on the left, we see Southwest Airlines um, and the Southwest Airlines brand platform is to bring the highest quality of customer service um, and to become the world's most loved flown um, or excuse me, most loved and most flown airline um, and to bring we call that the Southwest effect. And then over to the right in Southwest Business, we see our own brand platform, which we're lucky to have. Um, and in Southwest Business, our goal is to bring the Southwest effect to business travel by connecting business through value, simplicity, service, and last but not least, our greatest asset are people. And this is how we sell the Southwest way. Thank you, Alexis. So um, I bet you guys are wondering, what is the difference between a leisure and a business traveler? Well, I'm so glad you asked because it's important <laughs> for us to spend a little bit of time on that this morning. So our business traveler is um, who we focus on at Southwest Business. That is who we call upon. That is who our end user essentially is. Um, so basically, who is who are these people and, and how do we get in front of them? They are very different from a leisure customer, um, as I'm sure you guys all experience in your own industries or you wouldn't be at this conference, right? So focusing on the B2B side versus the B2C side, but as we are a bigger brand, we also have that leisure side. So who are these business travelers? We know they are um, schedule sensitive. They are dependent on reliability. They want to get where they're going very fast and on time to make sure that they are there for that conference, that meeting, that event, team event on time. So our, our business travelers typically fall under a corporate travel policy that's set by a travel decision maker. Um, our sales team do call upon the travel decision makers you may have some of those at your own corporations as well. Um, and they set the policy and those travel or the business travelers um, fall within that policy and it really dictates their purchase decision. So just wanted to explain that to you guys. Of um, I bet you are a little curious of what's, what's the difference here and who do we focus on? So there's a lot on this next slide. I won't, I won't bore us with the Southwest business timeline too much, but I did want to call out a few key points here to ground us. So now you know who our travelers are. Now you know who our customers are. Um, we are, as Alexis mentioned, an organization within an organization of 50 plus years legacy of um, customer service and hospitality. 
Our sales team actually originated in our marketing department, which is great because it grounded and it built roots for us to share um, the same alignment and goals with our B2B marketing team. And some of them are in the room today. So quick shout out to our B2B marketing team and friends. Um, so as we, we grew and we had ambitions to get bigger, in 2019, we actually stood up Southwest Business and became our own organization. Um, we rebranded from corporate sales to business, Southwest Business, to be more inclusive of all of our customers. You may not just be flying for corporate, right? Because um, we call upon universities and, and the, the landscape is larger than just business. Um, so with that came a lot of ambitions. We needed to grow our tech stack. We needed to grow our sales team. We needed to get in front of our customers and let them know that they can fly Southwest Airlines for business travel. So we've always had the customer in mind, which is really exciting, and more to come from Southwest Business as we continue to grow and expand our product offering, um, our account-based marketing, and all of our initiatives that you'll hear from us today. And Nia, super, super helpful. So with that, let's just dive into some of the top challenges that we talked about earlier in the session. And the first one being ineffective use of marketing tools and technologies. I love how Nia ended talking about putting customer in the center. We at Salesforce truly believe that. So what I wanted to do is rather than thinking of marketers, like let's think of our customers. When we talk about ineffective tools and technologies, like what is the impact to the customers? Our customers, our B2B buyers, they are expecting, as I mentioned, connected experience. They really expect companies to understand them. When we look at our state of uh, connected customer survey, 73% of customers expect companies to understand their unique needs. And these expectations are only rising because all the companies, B2B companies, are accelerating their digital initiatives. They are gathering all this information from the customers, and customers are expecting connected moments, not just within the marketing. As I mentioned, this is across the departments. And they are expecting companies to deliver personalized experiences at every touch point. However, we all know in the, sitting in this room that this is easier said than done. This is harder because 31% of B2B marketers say that getting that unified view of a customer is super challenging. You definitely don't want to be that marketer where you're reaching out to a customer product A and your sales team is talking about product B. But that happens. That has happened to me and that happens to a lot of our customers. This is hard because there is data silos. Marketing and sales teams are working from different systems. There's a lot of change happening. We are using legacy tools and we just don't have that silo, uh, single view of a customer. How do you solve for this challenge? Well, one way to solve for this challenge is to work on a platform that puts marketing and sales, the entire revenue team, on one platform, right? Once you have that unified platform, it, you get just-in-time resources, you can customize your outreach across your entire revenue team. And I know this slide talks about marketing and sales, but I've seen a lot of marketers even expanding it to service teams, right? Like, how do you partner with your service team to do cross-sell, upsell? And that leads to better experience for the customer. And this, as I said, it's easier said than done, but Southwest is doing it. And I wanted to understand from you, Alexis, like how are you dealing with this challenge and how is Southwest tackling it? 
So we um, at Southwest Business are very familiar with disconnected systems. Um, like I mentioned, we are a startup within a larger company. So we had the advantage of a really developed tech stack within Southwest Airlines itself, but we needed to build our own in Southwest Business and to figure out the right technology for our goals and for our customers. And so a really good example of this is our referral platform. Uh, this referral platform derived from our B2B marketing team that is here today. They really built out that strategy for us and we were set to execute upon it. And so um, it was a dream of our leadership team to have a referral program. And that simply was not possible, right? In different systems where your business development account managers are prospecting versus your sales team is um, helping to nurture those leads and so on. Um, and we really didn't have a program where the technology to do it until we purchased Marketing Cloud Account Engagement, aka Pardot. That's going to take me a minute. Um, in 2020, and then built a referral program in 2021. So we had, as you can see, the Refer Your Company program that launched in 2021, which allowed travelers to refer their company to us, so the one that they are an employee of. Um, and that has since evolved to refer a company. And then here we have our initial process flow. Um, and as you can see, we've got customer touch points there. We've got some backend um, enhancements as well as quite a few manual steps. Um, and it still was a great offering for our customer uh, MVP, um, if you will. And then on our next slide, you can see it evolved um, and became a lot more in-depth. Um, the team is smiling because we know uh, just how intense the back-end building of, of this really developed program was um, with a lot more customer touch points, hopefully providing the best customer service that we can um, and notifying our customers of where they are in the referral process or how close they are to earning those points that um, we incentivize them with at the very beginning. And this is just a view of um, a way that it, we targeted our customers and reached out to them with the Refer A company. So the evolution or the evolution of that referral program. Now our travelers have the uh, option to earn up to 125,000 wrap rewards points if they successfully refer uh, five company to five companies to us. Uh, and then here in the middle, you can see the form and how we really had that intake of all the vet information. And it's been really, really successful for us. We've had over 800,000 landing page visits. So a lot of interest that has resulted in about 7,000 leads. Um, and that has given us over 550 qualified accounts. So that is huge in itself. Whenever you think about the number of companies that we're trying to reach um, and for us to reach and to gain over 550 through this referral platform was incredible. Um, and that has resulted in, of course, a, a great significant revenue increase of over um, or a multi-million dollar annual impact for us. Congratulations, Alexis, on such a great program. Over 550 companies or accounts, that's unbelievable. So congratulations again. But let's dive into our um, second challenge that marketers are facing, which is measuring marketing ROI and attribution. <clears throat> 
I talked about this earlier, but the number of data sources that marketers are using, that's increasing exponentially. We are expecting marketers on average to use 18 a number of data sources in 2023. And that's a big jump, even from two years ago. In 2021, when we did the survey, marketers were on average were using 10 data sources, right? So this is constantly increasing. And the number of metrics that marketers are measuring, that's also increasing. They're trying to measure revenue, customer satisfaction, web analytics, email analytics, campaign, mobile, you name it and marketers want to measure. So in general, we are putting in a lot of hard work, we are putting in a lot of data sources, we are measuring a lot of our metrics, but the challenge is, do we know which metrics matter? How do we highlight or how do we tell a story about the marketing impact by highlighting the metrics that matter? So although we are capturing more, I feel our focus still should be metrics that your broader revenue team cares about, metrics that your C-suite cares about. Not that the other metrics are not important. You need those to run your programs, your campaign, efficiently drive revenue. But I think the metrics that really matter are one that tie pipeline and revenue, right? Those are the ones that your sales counterpart cares about. Those are the ones that your C-suite cares about. And that's only possible when you have your marketing and sales in one place, like you have those systems in one uh, place so that you can really track the entire funnel analysis. So when we talk to these marketers, they're like, yes, I'm measuring more, but I still am struggling to like highlight what my pipeline impact is, what the revenue impact is. So I think if there's one takeaway, that's the takeaway, like let's measure those metrics as a marketer. But how is Southwest doing this, Mia? Thank you, Neha. Yes. So as you said, there's a lot of data sources out there. Our team took an approach of keeping it simple, keeping it simple from an engagement and a revenue standpoint. That brings us to our next case study, our A-list preferred offering. Post-pandemic, our team was confronted with an, an opportunity to get more travelers off the bench, as we like to say in our industry, essentially fly more. Um, so our leadership tasked us with the opportunity to, to get those travelers back into the skies. So with that, we how did we want to bring a new ABM promotion to the marketplace? So we we took to the, the whiteboard, we started to brainstorm, we put together a cross-functional team. We, we knew our business objective of getting more travelers out there, but needed an alignment um, across all of our teams, from our sales team, to our product delivery team, to our enablement team, to our marketing team, um, to all come to the table with one, one solution for this opportunity. So that's what we did. We, we sat down, we brainstormed. We did not have an internal process in play. We have all of the great tools you've heard about via Pardot and Salesforce. Um, so how can we look at that, uh, our, our tech stack, and build out an internal process? So we did that. We brainstormed. We, we utilized landing pages, form registrations, email communication to get this off the ground. So we need an, an engaged account. That was also priority number one from our sales team. We identified who that engaged account was and put this process into place. Um, from there, we needed to track the travel activity um, to essentially offer um, this loyalty promotion, the A-list preferred. Some of you Southwest fans may know, know about what that A-list preferred um, loyalty offering is, but it's essentially earlier boarding, free Wi-Fi, some really great perks that is enticing to a business traveler to get you to fly more and become a Southwest loyalist. 
So with that, we started to process um, all of the registrations that came in, um, which ultimately led to happy and engaged travelers. We had some really successful metrics here, 12,000 registrations, 9,000 qualified, which led to 22% incremental revenue from just this one account, which is tremendous. And, and we saw some really great success with it. So much success that we are now doing this with four companies every month in 2023. So really excited to cut through the content, really engage where the business traveler wanted to learn more from us, and then convert them over to our loyalty program and have them fly Southwest more. Thank you, Mia, for sharing the story because it's not just Southwest, but so many of our businesses, we had to reboot post-COVID. It's like, how do we drive the loyalty again? And the ABM example that you shared is very relevant, right? You start small, they started with one company, got 22% incremental revenue. Now they're scaling it across four companies every month, which is how you should be doing. Test it out, start small, and then scale with the tools that you have. So with that, let's talk about our third challenge, which is super complicated because this is actually balancing your customers' um, expectations, personalization expectations, along with the comfort levels that they can have. Um, I hinted about this earlier, like when you think of B2B buyers, they are expecting personalized outreach at scale. And that's just natural. Like in my consumer life, I'm interacting with brands like Netflix, Spotify, Amazon, and they actually know what I want and they are able to provide me the right recommendations. When I like go to work, I don't forget about those expect uh, experiences. And I expect the same from any company that I interact with, whether it is business or consumer, right? So that's the challenge that we all are facing. 56% of our customers expect offers from our companies always to be personalized. And more importantly, 88% of customers say that the experience that a company provides is as important, if not more, than the product or service, right? So you could have the best of the product, but if the experience is broken, that's going to impact the revenue that you get from that customer. But what is also happening is, at the same time, so customers are expecting this personalized um, ex uh, expectations across their journey. And the only way you can deliver that is to by using customer data. You need to have data from them to deliver those uh, personalized experiences. But at the same time, we are running into these privacy changes that are happening at unprecedented speed. Like we know third-party cookies are being blocked by Firefox. We know Apple is allowing customers to like opt out from a lot of tracking metrics. So as marketer, we have to shift and change how we are measuring success and how we are engaging. So it's not easy for us to do that, but one way to do it is to leverage more first and zero party data. Develop that trust with your customer and leverage the data that they are providing with you and be protective of that data, right? Uh, less leverage or less reliance on third party data is what's going to drive success for us B2B marketers. While we knew this is uh, what we need to do, when we surveyed the marketers, 75% of marketers say that they still rely partly on third party data. So the challenge is there. We know what to do, but it is harder to do than, uh, than said. So that's kind of the challenge. And I'll be really interested to hear Southwest perspective because I know you are like a B2B organization within a B2C company, but how are you doing it? How are you putting customers' privacy, customers' trust at the center of every program that you're running? Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. So as you can imagine, uh, privacy is of the utmost importance in the airline industry. And to us at Southwest Airlines and Southwest Business specifically, um, we're always customer first. So we want to be the best stewards of the information that they provide to us. And so we, um, much like all of you, are still figuring out what that email process and scoring and grading and drip campaigns and whatnot looks like for us. But um, a great example of that for us was a sweepstakes. So we were tasked by our leadership team to come up with a really fun and engaging, unique way that's not um, your typical email triggers of engaging our travelers. So direct to traveler um, communication and engagement. And we came up with the sweepstakes. So we uh, held a back-to-business sweepstakes. As Mia mentioned, we're really focused on targeting those travelers that are like we said before, getting off the bench and traveling again for work as you guys all enter um, back into the workforce and into the office. And of course, hopefully start traveling for business again. Um, we co-created this program or this engagement tool with our sales enablement team, product delivery, as well as um, our awesome legal and privacy partners. They are wonderful um, and they really helped us to build the right terms and conditions the right program, um, determine the information that we were ingesting into our systems and really helped us build a way to be great stewards of that um, in order to have a sweepstakes to offer really great prizes um, and awards to our customers that were selected to win at random. Um, so uh, as you can see, the results were really awesome. We had over 2,000 submissions for this back-to-business sweepstakes. Um, we had over 100 wrapper rewards enrollments, which are really important to us. We love um, for our customers to be enrolled in wrapper rewards and to hopefully acquire loyalty from them, which is a great way to do that with a um, well-known loyalty program like wrapper rewards. Um, that resulted in 500 plus of those travelers flying, getting off the bench pretty immediately um, in over 4,000 segments and then um, a, a significant revenue increase for us. And we have not only um, brought this to back to business, as I mentioned before, but we had a wonderful healthcare sweepstakes to kind of drill into those different industries within our portfolio and um, cater to them and, and to just have a fun and engaging way to get direct to the traveler that maybe isn't thinking about Southwest now that they're traveling again and, and they can learn more about us too. That's amazing that you were able to go at an industry level and personalize the experiences for different travelers. Some of the great metrics highlighted here, like 500 plus folks who have submitters who have flown, which is Awesome. Um, I wanted to recap what we learned from Southwest and from our results from State of Marketing Report. So the first thing, the challenge that we talked about is ineffective use of marketing tools and technologies. One way to overcome and how Southwest is overcoming is making sure all your systems are in one place, right? Like marketing, sales, the entire revenue team should be sharing data, should be looking at metrics, and should be aligning on goals and KPIs together. And that's one way to tackle that challenge. The second one that we talked about is measuring marketing ROI and attribution. We are going to measure more. We are going to have more tools. And that trend is not stopping. But what really matters is matters on metrics that are important to your broader revenue and C-suite team. Focus on metrics related to pipe and um, ACV and highlight those because that's how you'd measure ROI. 
The third one, balancing personalization with customer comfort levels. And Southwest shared some amazing examples of programs that we have done, right? So develop that trust with your customer, understand them, deliver on those personalized experiences, but do it with respecting their privacy, right? Like let's also be respectful of what customers want to share and how they expect us to use their data. Uh, before we go, I wanted to make sure we, I left a few ways for us to stay connected. So here are some QR uh, code links that you can use. Um, the first one, I shared quite a few of metrics in the slides earlier in this, throughout this presentations. Majority of them came from our uh, eight state of marketing report. So please download this report. You can tailor this report and tweak it based on B2B, B2C, based on the industry, based on your target audience. So this can really be personalized to understand what are the benchmarks that you should be looking for as you create your marketing campaigns and programs. I also wanted to leave behind a second asset, which is a Forrester Consulting TEI report, which is Total Economic Impact Report. They surveyed B2B and B2C companies on how they're using Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And some of the highlights in the report include how companies are driving more leads, how they're driving higher ROI, how they are uh, being more efficient with their campaigns. So a lot of goodness in this report as well. And then, um, if you like what you saw today, and if you want to learn more about Southwest Business, please visit their website. And if your company is not using it, please use the referral link to refer them uh, to Southwest Business. Uh, with that, I'll leave the slide on so that you can get the QR codes. But thank you all for joining us today. And if you have any questions, we'll be here up front um, to answer them. So obviously, now that we relive that session, it's clear why it was just so popular. There were really outstanding takeaways here. And I was really surprised to learn that a key challenge for today's B2B marketers was the ineffective use of tools and technologies. Absolutely. And another big shout out to the Salesforce and Southwest Airlines teams for teaming up and joining us at B2BMX this year. So that is a wrap on this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We will catch you next week.